Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hello, everyone. This is Ray in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with Blake, Zach, Justin, and Josh. Browns are back. All right. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Dogs. Remember to head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu to get your intro on the show. That was a pretty awesome intro. I didn't know the Backstreet Boys were calling into the show. I didn't know they were big Browns fans. (laughs) Yeah, neither did I. (laughs) So that was pretty awesome. Uh, As you can see, we got some new headphones for the show. So if we're messing with them the entire episode, it's because we're still getting used to them. Uh, I'm not used to having these things in my ears. I feel like Tom Tucker. That's a Family Guy reference. Okay. Okay. Uh, Where was I? Browns wrapped up an undefeated preseason last night. Uh, Some starters actually saw action, so we're going to get into that. We'll give you our thoughts on the game as well as some bold predictions for the season. Before we get into that, remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Our TikTok game's actually really gotten better since we first started, so make sure to check that out. Took us a little getting used to, you know, we're a couple of uh, old men, but we're figuring it out. <laughs> Got to play around with these. All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't say that. Uh, Caught myself. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure to tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor, drop us a review, preferably five stars. Uh, it helps us out. Lastly, if you're looking for more Browns content as we head into the regular season, remember to head to jointhedogs.com to become an official Dog Pack member. The fantasy leagues are officially all full, and we're excited to get that going. We apologize if you missed out this year, but uh, we had to cut it off at some point. We're going to do it again next year. Maybe we got two uh, 10-team leagues this year. Maybe next year we'll have four 10-team leagues. You know, we'll get a little crazy. Uh, see how the next year goes. Uh, thanks to everybody who's joined. If you're not in the fantasy uh, leagues, doesn't mean you won't enjoy the Patreon. We have a lot of extra content on there. Um, it's a ton of fun for everyone involved so far. We got threads on the Patreon. We got text groups. It's like, it's pretty crazy. Yep, it, it is. It's pretty awesome. And shout out to the Patreon. Um, everybody in there is super cool. Uh, Katie, hopefully you had fun at your concert last night. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I think it's pretty cool that we know she was at a concert. Yeah. And I would say real quick, speaking of concerts and our intro, what were you guys? NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Uh, oh. Neither, bro. Like I was listening to like Corn and Limp Biscuit. Okay. I was very anti. You're, I was you're too anti. old. Right. Between, right. between, Justin's between, old. Yeah. Yeah. Between the two, who are you going though? 
I, I like, uh, I think Justin Timberlake's pretty, got some good music. So I'm saying I'd lean on that. See, yeah. when I was a kid, I liked Backstreet Boys more because they were harder. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. You mean like street cred? Oh, yeah. oh, I'm not gonna lie. NSYNC had their concert on Disney Channel, and I taped that, and I watched it like every. I would have been. I, oh I Backstreet Boys for me. I'm Josh, I, I was Backstreet Boys as well. Actually, yeah, I really was. It's really awesome, guys. Not into those girly NSYNC type of guys. No, but then <laughs> I, other, I was happy that I, did, I didn't stay in that boy band phase long. I was real young. I mean, I mean, Britney Spears, right? Yeah, and, and Christina. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Right, but then I graduated, <laughs> you know, to some cooler music, hopefully, and I have, haven't looked back. All Don't let yeah. Blake fool you. He probably still, when it comes on, he doesn't turn it off. Yeah, it comes on as you know, serious radio. He just, <laughs> he just lets it play. The hits. I don't understand why this is always coming on every time I turn my truck on. <laughs> <laughs> if my truck starts, yeah, that's true. There. Right, that's fair. Well, you know, we got a little off course there, but we did have a game last night. Uh, Browns hung on to win 19-10 in their final preseason game. Undefeated. Last time we went undefeated in the preseason, I believe we went 0-16. So let's hope that doesn't happen again. <laughs> hey, we're, uh, chasing, we're just chasing down the Ravens in their yeah. record that they've <laughs> yeah. won 20 straight. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's impressive. Yeah. yeah. It's impressive. So, you know, some starters actually played last night, including... Baker Mayfield. So I think this was this was an important game. I know I wanted to see some starters for a little bit. Some people were on the fence saying they didn't want to see him, didn't want to risk anybody getting hurt. I was surprised to see Kareem Hunt, even though it was only for a drive, but he he ran the ball well in the one drive he was in. Um, I do think it was super important that the, the some of the starters went out there and played, though, because the first drive, even though we moved the ball, it was not as crisp as I wanted to see. Baker had two balls batted down. I think he was two or four on the drive. Um, and then we end up not getting any points. And, and Coach DeFancy came out and said that once we got in the red zone, it was intentionally vanilla, the play calling, you know, because you're not trying to give anything away. That be, But the second drive was way cleaner. So I'm happy that they went out and played a couple drives to shake that rust off. I didn't want to have that rusty drive against the Chiefs. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I didn't like, and I think we were kind of in agreement. You know, we have our like text group chat now with the Patreon members. So if you're not part of that, you're gonna. It's a good time, you know, during games, being able to talk to everybody on that. Uh, and there was kind of displeasure uh, through everybody about the batted balls that were kind of happening because we were like, "Oh, here we go." It was like one. I think they were almost back to back. They were within a couple plays of each other. Yeah, and we we're like, "Man," because he literally threw it right at the only guy that was in front in front of him. So that was, and then they actually did that. A, to a couple of the uh, Case Keenum throws later on in the game. So it's one of those things that either Atlanta was working on it or we weren't thinking that they were going to get their hands on the football. Um, but first drive, I mean, we went right down the field. Um, I think it was what Hooper had the huge play. Yeah, the guys <laughs> ran into each other. Yeah, that, I mean, that was awesome to see him, you know, back in Atlanta, getting, you know, making a big play. He looked athletic on that, too. Like, he looked mm -hmm. quick going down the sideline. Yeah, so it was definitely exciting to see some of the starters out there, but I'm kind of glad that it wasn't a long stay where they were out there, you know, into the second quarter or something because we just saw J.K. Dobbins go down, and then in your mind you're kind of thinking – Please don't happen to us. <laughs> yeah. No, it was exactly what I wanted. I wanted to just see a drive or two just to shake the rust off, look cr look crisp, and then get out. And that's it. That's exactly what we did. Baker went in, two drives, second drive, was perfect, 4-4, four, four, beautiful touchdown pass to Hodge. I mean, that. Yep. that's a play that if Aaron Rodgers makes that throw, they don't stop talking. It's on ESPN nonstop. They don't stop talk talking about it, but it's Baker, so nobody talks about it. Drew Brees was impressed, though. 
don't know if you guys heard on the broadcast. <laughs> Drew Brees was impressed. Yeah, and I was impressed. I mean, for for all the flack we've gotten recently, I feel like on social media about Baker Mayfield and everything, that throw right there just shows what he's capable of doing. I mean, he's a step back, you know, just kind of floating one out there, perfectly accurate, right where it needed to be for the receiver. Yeah, off balance guy in yep. his face, and that that's pure arm strength too because he can yes. step into that throw. I'm so sick of hearing about this. He how he has a a mediocre arm. He, Baker's got a cannon. Baker has the second longest throw ever clocked by PFF since 2006 at 70 yards in the air. Yeah, the last dude, year that the, hail mary. The dude can. I don't understand where this came from. That <laughs> I don't know either. That he doesn't have a strong arm. Right. Yeah. So in that one, I liked how that you know on the broadcast they kind of referred to it as like a fadeaway jumper. Right. <laughs> that he was like falling out of bounds and just threw it up. I mean, it was perfect, right on the money. It was either Hodge was catching it or he wasn't, and yep. it was almost kind of a similar throw and play call that they tried on the fourth down when they were going for it. He threw it to Hodge. I think it was Hodge again. Um going to the left pylon to try to get that touchdown on the first drive and just didn't, wasn't able to connect with him there. But, and this is like Baker making that throw. That's not his game. Really? It it hasn't been his game. Like in college, he didn't play action, roll out to the left and bootleg. None of that happened. And I think it's just a credit to what Stefanski has been able to get him comfortable with doing because now we could argue it's the best part of his game. Yeah, I, I was surprised that in the pregame broadcast they were talking about how in college he never did that. Yeah. You know, he, he wasn't a play-action boot passer. He was a five-wide gunslinger, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. from the pocket. And and then he comes to the NFL, and he becomes the best rollout passer in the league, essentially. Yeah, so, uh, okay, another question. So it was the first time we've seen Baker in action. Do you think he looked a little slimmed down this oh, year compared? From, you think I thought he looked a little better. I thought he then. was slimmed down last year. It was two years ago with Freddie, where it it looked like <laughs> it almost looked like you were out there playing quarterback. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like he he was definitely not in game shape the year yeah, Freddie was here. When last night it looked like almost college Baker to me of seeing him on the field where he just looked like that athletic guy that could extend a play and wasn't going to get ran down by a nose guard well and the thing is that looked like college baker too wasn't a physical thing it was just his confidence that that you saw come out of him because that's what we've been hearing out of camp this whole time is well baker's got command of the offense he's got control he's in control well we haven't seen it except for when we went up to training camp and stuff and i mean it's practice so it's really hard to really gauge what exactly is going on but in that game last night it was like okay he knows what he's doing i mean he's confident he just looks locked in yeah, right. what was he? Six of ten. Mm-hmm. Six of ten for over like a buck thirteen. I had a touchdown. Um, we didn't run the ball very much, but we really haven't ran the ball a ton in preseason. I feel like I think the Browns are going to throw in. the ball more than people think. Yep. Yeah, I mean, obviously, might be using, right about that. Using Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to their full extent of their abilities is going to add to that. Obviously, um, I don't think we're saying that we don't want to get Nick Chubb the ball because obviously we do, but. I mean, passing game-wise, we got a lot of weapons. We saw Schwartz got that pass interference. Like, even though that doesn't show up in the stat book of Schwartz had a 40-yard catch, I mean, it was a 40-yard play because of the penalty. And I know he had at least one catch. Yeah, so I I don't know. I didn't see um, what stat line. I kind of wanted to see him play a little bit more than, you know, or at least be targeted, be used a little bit more. I want to know what we got in the guy. I I just don't want to know that he's just a burner and we're going to throw it over the top every time. I want to see him get his hands on the ball 
and make something happen. Too. I think we're going to have wrinkles for him that we just aren't showing in the preseason. I think he's going to get an end around that kind of thing, a jet. Yeah, and I, he hasn't been healthy either. True. All preseason. Yeah, so, yeah. but, but the thing that I love is we've seen Felton, and we know Felton is a beast. He's a dog. Yep. Yeah. That dude can play football. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, I mean, he, he's looking now. We thought JOK was a steal of the draft. The only, I think a, a big reason why Felton might not be in that conversation is just because is he going to get the opportunity? As good as he's been in the preseason, he's still not going to play over Jarvis or Odell or Chubb. or Chubb or Hunt. Higgins or Hunt. So it, he's going to have limited opportunity. But next year, year after, we could be talking about that guy is like, I can't believe we got that guy so late. Or yeah. him and DPJ could be yeah, out so there, six-round picks being stud receivers for us. Yeah. yeah, so we're getting to that point of – the season's literally right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And are we a little bit worried that Higgins has been hurt all preseason? I mean, all preseason long? He, here's the thing. It's if he doesn't get healthy, DPJ is going to play, and DPJ is probably going to show out. And maybe and, Higgins and, doesn't get his spot back. And Higgins will be phased out and it'll just because he can't stay. The, I've said it on here, and people say it all, the best ability is dependability. You have to be healthy. You have to yep. be dependable. We have to be able to depend on you to be there. Yeah. I'm not worried about him. I mean, is he severely injured or is it a, we're just not going to push it in the preseason injured. And if he's playing his chemistry with Baker is good enough that he could literally, he just always gets open. I think he'll be fine. I, I, a couple things I saw last night, Baker looked really good. And I know uh, Hodge played in um, DPJ and stuff like that. Still no Odell and still no Jarvis. So we've yet to see Baker with his two main guys. Yeah. You know, and DPJ and Hodge are good. There's a huge jump between them and Odell and Jarvis. Two guys that have been doing it for a while now in, in our, the NFL yeah, at a high level. Yeah. So um, we, we've we yet to see him with his two guys. So I'm, I'm very excited for that. Uh, Noah Joku. Well, he was out there. He was there. He, he was out there for like the first series, and that mm-hmm. was about he it. He just didn't. Yeah, he didn't get any targets. I mean, Toxin Camper, he's, he might have a bigger season than we thought you know, three months ago. Yeah, I think that he's probably, one, the fact that he's buying into Cleveland. You know, he came out and he fired his agent to stay in Cleveland because his agent was probably like, hey, man, you're nuts. You can go start for yeah. somebody else. <laughs> Here, you're kind of second fiddle with, they got Austin Hooper. You know, they can't pay you what they're paying him type of a thing. But he's athletic, and he's always been the guy that was kind of, he was a talk of being a steal in the draft. We got him. You know, so it's just about Can you steal somebody in the first round. I mean, I think <laughs> I think about it that position. Yes, I mean, I think that he was brought in to be a Kyle Pitts type tight end. Now, Kyle Pitts last night made one catch, and broadcast was in love with him. And then and I think he, I don't think he played the rest, but uh, which is weird, he doesn't look like a tight end at all. Him no, and he Joku, very much looks two, like a big receiver. Two different types of tight ends. Like yeah. Njoku's a big physical looking tight end compared to yeah a wide receiver. Yeah, Calvin Johnson was a bigger wide receiver than what Kyle Pitts is a tight end. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I another thing I took away last night, uh, Dearness Johnson is very good. Would probably be a two rotational player that gets a decent amount of touches every week if he wasn't on the Browns. If we cut Dearness Johnson right now, Atlanta, I would have to pick him up. Yeah, because they have no run game. 
Not, right? I mean, yeah. some a team like Atlanta, at least, would uh, have to. You know what happened is they'll go to Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Ball out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard some rumblings that Todd Gurley is on the radar. Good. There. Go ahead. Well, then I saw after that, though, that they said not right now. Not right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is going to be fine in Baltimore. Yeah. I wouldn't worry but. J.K. I was a little sad that you know because I like J.K. No, Dobbins. I'm a J.K. Dobbins fan, but it couldn't happen to a better team. <laughs> yeah, nicer fan base. <laughs> yeah. Guys suck. But no, I do feel bad for J.K. <laughs> We're all J.K. Dobbins fans. I, I yeah. think so. Absolutely. The, the, it sucks that he got hurt, but then again, you wouldn't feel bad for us. This is very true. So, uh, oh, where was I? I mean, I'll help you out here. Yeah, if go we're on. gonna uh, <laughs> talk about guys that might get cut with like Dearness Johnson. What about Hodge? Because all he does is uh, ball out all preseason for us. So we're not going to get cut. We're not going to speculate too much right now because there's a chance that by the time this episode comes out, it's already done. Yeah, because the the roster cuts cuts already. I've been seeing like cuts being made by teams like sporadically throughout the day. So it's like, uh, yeah, they're not like just waiting till last minute to throw them out there. Like the big names might be because the deadline is obviously 4 p.m. 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Um, so it's now 6 p.m. on Monday for those of you guys listening. Yeah. So we're, we're 24 hours behind the, ter- the trade deadline. Yeah, so obviously I don't want to see Hodge go. I hope that next time when we're talking about who was cut, that his name is not on the list and that we found a way to keep him around because he is not a player that I think you're going to be able to cut and then just stash on the practice squad. Absolutely not. You know, not for what he's done and the kind of player he is. It's not like this is his first year doing it and we're just not- – other teams have noticed it. Yep. So, I mean, there's certain players that, like, when you cut, obviously you can keep them around. Like, uh, Sheldrick Redwine mm-hmm. was a notable name that was just cut, and it's saying that they're most likely signing him to the practice squad – that's big. I think, you know, players like that, you can do that with. There's others that it's just not possible. So, uh, 92.3, the fan put out a list. We're not going to speculate too much. They have us keeping six receivers. So, we'll see if this is what what's true, you know, tomorrow slash today, if this episode comes out tomorrow. They got us keeping Odell, Jarvis, DPJ, Higgins, Schwartz, and Cardale Hodge. That's the six they got us keeping. And then they're considering Demetric Felton um, – a running back. So they got us keeping Chubb Hunt, uh, Felton, and Dearness Johnson. So I, that's the way I kind of see it going. And then JoJo Natson, didn't you say we cut him? Yes, JoJo Natson. JoJo Natson's so, already gone. Um, he wasn't going to make this team. He's too much of a one-trick pony mm-hmm. for this team. We have we have three other guys who can return the ball that also do other things that are yep. threats on offense. Yeah, so Redwine is gone. Um, JoJo Natson, you just talked about. Curtis Weaver who we did kind of an episode on, he got cut um, to gray scales. Uh, <laughs> Marvin, why he's cut, bro. Marvin Wilson, a defensive tackle, yeah. tight end Jordan Franks. Um, Franks then, got cut. Yeah, Jordan Franks got cut. And then Kyle, uh, can't remember how to say his last Lou name. Co- yeah. Oh, Luletta. Yes, so he's yeah. gone. So now we're down to two quarterbacks on the roster. Probably a guy like that, or you're going to go find somebody similar that's going to get signed. If Luetta doesn't squad. get signed anywhere, he'll just be on the practice mm-hmm. squad. Yeah, he'll be a third guy. So, but that's where, that's where we're at right now. I thought Newsom played well again last night on defense. Um, LeCount, I think LeCount's going to make this team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with Redwine being cut, it looks that way. Yeah, right. So, I, I think I think we're going to cut some players that we've seen. But I think you know, like I think Hodge wow. is going to make it. I saw a report yesterday that said he's going to get cut, but I think he's going to make it. So, 
notable name on Twitter, reporter, um, NFL-wise, said the Browns are waving defensive end Porter Gustin. No. Yeah. I just got that. It was eight minutes ago that it was put on Twitter. Why would we be waving him? So Weaver and Gustin. Wow. There's either another position group we're wanting to keep, or they know somebody maybe has already been cut somewhere else that they're interested in. But Porter Gustin's been a guy we've liked. He was good in his preseason. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was the third the I mean he's first off the bench if Clowney or uh Miles gets hurt. In so a position it, that I didn't think we were very deep at. Yeah, um two more name another name at the uh defensive end position was Cameron Malvo. Malvo, I think he played a lot yesterday. I yeah. think he was one of the leaders in tackles on our defensive line yesterday. Had two sacks. Yeah, so he's gone. Um and it's saying, you know, there's some fans in on the on Twitter that are saying that if they're not going to be happy if we got rid of Porter Gustin and kept McDowell, that they would rather had Gustin on the team than McDowell. So I would say cut, cutting those two uh, DNs and Weaver and um, Gustin kind of leads me to think that they're planning to use Malik Jackson a little more like rotational edge, and they're going to keep more guys for that interior out of that Malik group. Jackson was starting. I mean. A D tackle. Yeah. No, I, I understand. Yeah, that, but I'm moving saying, him around. I'm saying like, out, like if, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it was it's kind of surprising to me in the fact, okay, so Tack McKinley, we've kind of talked about him throughout the preseason. He's been on the mm-hmm. team, then he's been away. Now he's back, you know, and what he's going to give you. And we talked about how Clowney was going to move around. You know, we he came out and said about guards aren't athletic in – you know, the press this week that guards out and I'm going to line up and be able to go right by him, stuff like that. So how much can you move him away from one side of the ball when now you don't have, you know, your depth that you had at that position? It's I kind of like what Josh said, where if, if Clowney or Miles gets hurt, they'll bump Jackson out and we're going to keep a couple extra guys and just sub in the middle. So our backup D end or LLB, however you want to call it, will be Jackson. Yeah, because I don't know how – I don't know if Malik Jackson is going to be like a full-time defensive tackle just because he is older in his career. So he might be more of like first, second down. Then they got these other guys that kind of fill in or maybe take a series off. You know, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, but that's uh, surprising with Gustin. Yeah, I would have thought you'd have stuck around. So um, Browns fans, you know, be ready. There's going to be names that are going to be cut, you know, that you've been used to seeing the last two, three seasons that just – so price we pay for around. being good. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. we've got so much talent right now. It's it's weird. I don't envy <laughs> like uh Andrew Barrian's defense because yeah. they're gonna have to call people in that are good football players who've put in a lot of work and tell them that they're not gonna make the team. Bro, you know they put a red ticket in the locker. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like I don't think that's the Porter, way it goes. That's how it goes. Porter <laughs> Porter Gustin kind of remind you of Carl Nassib in a way, like his play style, and then, you know, obviously we parted ways with him, and then he ended up going, I mean, I'm sure Porter Gustin's going to end up somewhere. We're going to, he's going to be somewhere, and he's going to be a rotational piece um, that matters on somebody's defense. Very crazy. That was shocking. We didn't plan on talking about that. No. You know, things are, I think it's going to be like that until 4 p.m. tomorrow, where it's just going to, names are going to start dropping. Yeah. So, uh, well, anything else from the game you guys want to hit on? Any other takeaways? I, I think we pretty much hit everything, everything that I uh, saw last night. All right. Well, before we move into our bold predictions, 
I want to tell you guys about Symbol, the stock market for sports. You can head to symbol.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S. You'll get whatever you deposit plus 10 free dollars for using our promo code. Essentially with Symbol, it is the stock market. If you guys have ever been on Robinhood or whatever those other uh, apps are for trading um, you know, on the market, you buy you buy shares of a team. You know The Steelers are kind of low right now, so you, you jump on, you buy a share of the Steelers. They come out, they win a few games in a row, people start buying in them, they peak, and then you sell them. It's, it's legit the stock market. Uh, that's one way to win some money. Other way to win some money, you just jump on, buy a share of a team. Every team that you own a share of, if they win that week, it's an instant cash payout. You'll get paid within 10 minutes of the game being done straight into your account. So head to symbol.com slash dogs, get your 10 free dollars, play the stock market for sports. We're going to be on there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, if you pay attention, you can win a lot of money. So, it, you know, it's it's a kind of a cool take on, like, the fantasy sports betting kind of thing. Yep. And uh, real quick, attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity with the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S. Abort your hairy balls and Buzz Lightyear your Woody with Manscaped. <laughs> those, uh, <laughs> yeah, those commercials, whoever writes their ads, it's awesome. I know. I, I'm reading these. And I'm like, this is brilliant it, it's awesome it's why it's one of the reasons why we love partnering with these guys just because they're such a fun brand and cool company to be associated with their ads their their marketing departments top notch yes <laughs> but well so we're going to move into our bold predictions how we're going to do this is each one of us has a bold prediction that is browns related that we're going to give and we're going to go around the table give it discuss it and then we're going to move into a bold prediction that is more uh, league-wide and I think this is going to be a lot of fun. So who wants to go first? Not me. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll kick it off here real quick with my Browns bold prediction. Um, are we doing just all Browns first and then we'll do the league? Yep. 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 So both actually both of my Browns bold prediction and my league bold prediction, you're going to find out are kind of similar uh, the way I laid these out. But I think that Baker Mayfield in 2021 is going to be at least in the top three for MV- MVP voting. Oof. I think he throws... 37 touchdowns this year. I think he stays under 10 picks again. And I think we have a different conversation league-wide about Baker Mayfield next year. Man. I mean, if Baker goes with – if he has 37 touchdowns and under 10 picks, that's crazy. How many yards are you thinking? I'm thinking probably yeah. around 4,800. 4,800? Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you got to throw in the ball a lot. Just well, think about it. it last year, MVP. Last year, he was almost, he almost hit 4,000 last year, and that was with four, what, four games that didn't really count. He barely had any yards at all. Right, and uh, three, know, three, three weather games for, and a COVID game? Yeah. I mean, so if he throws yeah, for okay. 200 in each one of those, yep. that's 800 extra yards. Okay, and then right there, he's at 46 last year. Yeah. So, boy, Joshua, I don't know. Wow. I'm just saying. I, I, I do okay. think I'm feeling it. I do think Baker has a good year, a really good year, and I do think he's in those talks because as much slight as the Browns get, there's also a lot of hype behind us. And if we start to live up to that hype early, 
they're going to pump it up hard mm-hmm. and he's going to be, there's going to be talks like that. So is it a bold? I think the boldest thing you just said was 4,800 yards. You have, I mean, the, remember five, we do the have things bold. We yeah. do have 17 games this year. So there's an extra game. This is true, but you got him scratching so, itching at that five. I do. 000. I do. Right. So you said 36 touchdowns. This is 37, 37. Yeah. So you're talking just over four to one average four touchdowns to one pick. That's crazy numbers for Baker. I, I, I I'm all in. Obviously, if that <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like do you, it. Do we, just, do we think Baker stays under ten picks again? Stays under. Yeah. It is so. We talked. I remember talking about this last year before the season. It's so hard to do that, but he did it. He did it last year. It's hard to go in super long stretches of not throwing one, just because the teams are. I mean, the one he did end up throwing, it was a crazy play by yeah. the guy. Yeah, you know, Bowser. And those kinds of things happen because the guys we're playing against are so good. I think he does stay at least around the 10 mark, though. I don't see him going back to rookie year or Freddie year where he's throwing 20 interceptions. I, yeah. I just don't see that. Yeah, I mean, you think about the run he had there at the end of the year or what? He had won one over the last nine games. Yep. A big reason why I see his interceptions staying low is I think if he starts throwing a ton of picks, Stefanski will get him out. I'm not saying I think Baker's getting benched, but if for some reason he comes out and he's... He's not going to have a Jameis 30 and 30. No, because Stefanski <laughs> won't let him. Right. He, he won't be in there if he's throwing that... If yeah, he's he won't the ball allow him to throw much. that many passes. Yeah. So that's what's happening. So I do think he keeps his turnover numbers down either because he's playing really well or because Stefanski reels him in and doesn't even... doesn't even Well, the nice thing, too, is if things go off the rails a little bit in the passing game, we have something that Jameis didn't in his 30 interception year, and that's a very good run game there's two of those guys back there yeah two of those all right well hey that was that's a that's a good way to get it started (laughs) we said bold predictions and i've been saying for a while though i'm feeling some mvp talk for baker this year what do you got justin you look like you want to go next i uh i was gonna say brown's gonna win the super bowl but that's too easy (laughs) too easy so uh you just took mine so yeah oh hey uh i'm gonna have a crazy one for my browns one i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Jadavion Clowney will have more sacks than Miles Garrett. Oh my God. Woo. We said bold prediction, not stupid. <laughs> oh, here, we here we go. So I think that uh, Miles Garrett's going to still see a lot of those double teams. It's going to give uh, Clowney a lot of opportunities. A lot okay. of opportunities. I mean, that's all I got. That's the bold. See, I don't know. I don't know if I can get behind that one because I think Miles Garrett's going to have 20 sacks. And I don't think Jamie Clowney is that your bold prediction? <laughs> no, okay. I just I don't that's, think that's, that's a bold. A, I don't think yeah, him getting a, twenty sacks. I mean, that's a very reach. That's a very yes. in, isn't the record twenty two, twenty two and a half by Shanahan, not Shan, uh, straight hand, hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Another guy. <laughs> I, I see. Like I think a twenty sack season for Miles is very doable. So to me, that's not a bold prediction. I yeah. now Clowney, who's never had ten. Getting 21. Getting 21. Mm-hmm. That'd be a bold prediction. That's a bold prediction. Uh, I okay, do let's, th- mark let's it you- down. Mark it down. Okay. I do think that Clowney gets to the 10 mark for the first time in his career if he stays healthy. Yeah, if he stays healthy, mm-hmm. I mean, really, this guy is the limit for him um, because guys aren't going to key in on him as much as they are no. going to on Miles. And Miles has got the ability to just take over a game and, you know, completely wrecked the other team's game plan. Clowney had that talent coming out. That's what everybody thought Clowney was Miles Garrett before Miles Garrett, you know? So it's going to be be interesting. I think 
the first so many games before Miles got COVID last year, he was having one of the, like a Khalil Mack type season. Yeah, where he he just dominated every game. You had you had to block you know where he was every time. It's you crazy. Put too, three guys on him. He was the only guy coming. Yeah, <laughs> like hey, all we got to do is just lock in on this one guy. The first half of the season last year, it was like I remember texting being. If Miles doesn't make a play, nobody does. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he just kept making them. Mm-hmm. So if he can do that for a full season, I think twenty is well in reach. I don't know if Clowney gets to twenty, but I think he, if he stays healthy, he can definitely get to ten. I would love to see it. I would love both those guys in double digits. It's going to be a very good year for our defense. Yes, I just think we're so much better in the back end too. That quarterbacks are going to have to hold on to the ball longer. Absolutely agree. With yeah, that. so absolutely agree. With which that. is going to give Miles and Clowney more time to get home. So what about you, Zach? Uh, you want to go last, huh? Yeah, I'll go last. Okay. <laughs> I'll say my bold prediction um, is JOK wins Defensive Rookie of the Year. Okay. That's okay. where I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to go Defensive Rookie of the Year to JOK. I think he plays with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, you know, falling into the second round. A lot of teams giving up on him because of his health issues. Obviously, he's going to have to stay healthy too, but I think he's going to be – Maybe not the first couple games of the year as they're kind of finding the way to work him in, but I think, you know, four or five games into the season, he's going to be on the field a majority of the defensive snaps. So I think, you know, he could lead rookies in tackles, um, maybe ta- even tackles for losses. I see him, you know, being able to be athletic enough to get into the backfield. I just, he comes in, I think he's like fourth or fifth best odds to win that award. So it's not like, oh, I'd be this huge surprise, but knowing kind of his backstory and how he fell in the second round, I think it'd be a big, I big think story. I think that's, it's crazy. He's still fourth or fifth best odds. Yeah. I think the, the reason he's probably that low is they just don't know how we're going to, how much we're going to work him in at least early. If you're going to win defensive player of the year, he probably needs to be a big time contributor pretty early in the season yeah. because there's going to be some rookie on some team out there that starts game one and plays the whole time, in, you know, like an yeah. Antoine Winfield. Yeah, so, he, so, I mean? so some so names that are ahead of him, you know, yeah. in the, on, you know, the betting lines of who's going to win that award. You got like Micah Parsons, Absolutely. who's obviously going to play Dallas, yeah. almost every snap for Dallas. Uh, Jalen Phillips, Quiddy Pay, uh, Jamin Davis, and then Patrick Sertain is right there in that group. Where's, is JC Horn, what happened to him? Is he hurt? He's, What's going on? He's hey? on the list. He's a little further down. But that we haven't heard be you know big things, and you don't really hear much about the rookies yet. It'll mm-hmm. be, I, I was listening on my way in uh, to the studio today about you know a bunch of people like raving about some rookies and being like you know oh they've done really good you know and under the big lights and the guy was on the radio show was like these aren't the big lights these are like flashlights <laughs> the big lights come in a few weeks when it's the Prime big time, boys yeah. and you know the NFL starters are on the field you might look great in preseason. And you get out there week one, and you look like a fool. And, yep. you know, hopefully it's not that way for anything on the Browns, and we make some of the other rookies look like that. Maybe, you know, so. But J.C. Horn, I'm still still a fan of his. Yeah. So, I like Zach's bold prediction. I think that's mm-hmm. I think it's very much in grasp. Uh, off topic, real quick, just based on what he was talking about with rookies and the big lights and stuff. I was watching the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Cowboys. Was it yesterday or the day mm-hmm. before? I think Trevor Lawrence might be the quarterback I'm the most worried about to succeed in the NFL, and it has nothing to do with how good he is. It's 
how bad I think Jacksonville's coaching and offensive line is. Because I watched the game, and that guy, is, he's so good. Okay, But he just has the biggest uphill climb, in my opinion. Is this your hot take? So the, <laughs> no. he just, he yeah, I just li- went off on a tangent. It just literally, me. I'm not even lying. I'm not lying to you. You can even look it up on I, what I was looking up. My NFL take, you just kind of spoiled it. I think Urban Meyer is fired before the season's over. <laughs> and Jackson. So we're gonna get, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll come okay. back to that. Oh, my. But yeah. I just want to get I just think Trevor Lawrence, I think the sky, he is super good. Yep. But I just think he is – I mean, he's in a bad spot, and I just hope they don't ruin him. I, when you we've get seen picked it number with, one overall, man, you're going to a bad situation. Yeah, I we've mean, seen Baker it with, came to crap in Cleveland. I, it's it's what happens to these number one picks. It's just – I hope they don't ruin him because I think he's super good. But it just doesn't look good. It happens to <laughs> – it happens so to more guys than – Right. You know, so what's your super uh, – what's your bold prediction for the Browns? My bold prediction for the Browns – Kind of, it correlates with Josh's. I think Odell has a huge year. I was wondering yeah. if anybody was going to say, because if I was bold predicting that Baker has his huge explosive year, somebody's, somebody's got to put up those stats. Uh, my bold predictions is that Odell puts up, he's back to like New York, like 1,400 yards, 10, 10 plus touchdowns. And, you know, like Odell's back. Like it's, it, that's what I, that's my bold prediction. I, th- because, Baker looked real good last night again without him. And I I am one of those people that doesn't think he's better without Odell because he's forcing it to him. I think he played with Odell under Freddie where our offense was trash. And then he played with Odell when nobody really knew the offense. Mm-hmm. So I- for him to come in, uh, play with a Baker, second year in the system, leaner. You know, we talked about he looks like Oklahoma Baker. I just yep. – I think Odell is going to have a monster year. Now, my only, um, I guess my, my my initial hesitancy to like jump in and really agree with you on this is I feel like Odell's probably going to have a slow start to the year just because he's coming off that injury. I think they're going to ease him into it. He's probably going to be on a snap count. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know I don't know if he's hel- If he here's the thing, if the doctors clear him, then he should be he should be good. Yep, I know, but I. These guys coming back from that kind of injury, it seems like there's usually a little bit of a period where they kind of get eased into, you know, back into the fold. Now, we haven't seen him on the field in preseason, so maybe through training camp and practices and stuff, maybe he is up to game speed and he's ready to rock and roll. But I've got a little bit of like, I'm not hating on Odell. I'm just kind of tempering my expectations for maybe like the first two or three games. Well, even if he doesn't, even if he's on a snap count those games, with 17, so let's say he's on a snap count three. So he's got 14 games. It's 100 yards a game for 14 games. I think he can do that. So do you think he misses zero games this year for the first time in, would it be ever? I'm calling it. I'm calling it. <laughs> calling his <laughs> shot. But with the Odell thing, so did you see his catch in pregame? No. Yeah, yeah awesome. I saw that. Sick, one-handed catch. He's just... He looks like he's ready to go. Yep. He does. He looks like he's ready to go. It's just, will they and I think not knows. have the rain? You know, will they let him loose? I think he knows that he has to have a big year. You know, like he, he knows he can't keep living off the reputation of one catch forever. Like he's eventually got to have another good year. And I think he well, knows that. And then let's think about that. Obviously, he wants to win a championship. He's been pretty vocal about that. But let's say he doesn't want to be in Cleveland, right? Let's say like he, he, he's got to play for this year 
for, you know, years to come. Otherwise people are going to write them off and be like, you're not worth it anymore. You know, mm-hmm. if it's beyond Cleveland, obviously we don't want to see that happen, but you know, this is one of his years where it's like, you, it's your next contract might not be, you know, $5 million. Yeah. If you so. can't stay healthy. Well, those are our Browns predictions. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, leave a voicemail comment. I'm sure some Ravens fans out there will have crap to say. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to move on to our league predictions. Now our leave our league bold predictions. Uh, let's just go in the same order. So Josh, you can go ahead and go first. Okay. I'm going to go out and say that year two in the Bruce Arian system down in Tampa Bay, Tom Brady has his Peyton Manning year and breaks Peyton Manning's touchdown record this year. 56 touchdowns. Really? Yeah. I mean, he had 40 touchdowns last yeah, year. What, how old? 43? 40. I got him up here. 44 right now. Age doesn't matter, bro. 44. So that dude. <laughs> Tom Brady put up 40 touchdowns last year, and I wish I had all the stats uh, prepared for this, but I know that there's a history of Bruce Arians with his quarterbacks, and typically what it's been is the first-year quarterbacks in the system, he's not very good. Throws a lot of picks, not you know, it's just kind of a difficult thing to grasp. Second year in the system, the quarterback historically has had a great season. Big, big yardage, big touchdowns, low interceptions. Tom Brady started out last year kind of slow, wasn't throwing a ton of touchdowns, had some picks early in the season. The second half of the year, Brady picked it up. He already caught on. I felt like last year he kind of told Bruce Arians, hey man, I'm just going to go out here and yeah. run, hurry up offense and well, so let me do my thing, bro. My rebuttal to that <laughs> is... I don't know if they run Bruce Arians' offense or Tom Brady's offense. I think now. they run. I think they run Tom Brady's offense. Yes. Well, then Tom Brady's offense will get him fifty-six touchdowns. It's a okay. lot of touchdowns. It's a lot of touchdowns. Here's the thing: I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because Tom Brady just keeps doing crazy things. Well, he had a great year last year, and he played with a torn knee the entire year. That's true. New team, new system, new coaching, Healthy. no off season. I mean, it was it was just crazy what he did last year i mean in the bucks team i mean let's think i mean he couldn't have went to a more talented team almost offensively uh, around right to cleveland you know yeah i mean mike <laughs> evans godwin uh, still Brown. got oj howard yep. they got a you know good tight end cameron brayton not a slouch tight end uh, for them gronk they bring <laughs> him in running back wise they bring in fournette they got uh ronald jones yep. i mean they're loaded with talent down there so he should be successful all right, who's next, Justin? All right, so mine, I'm going to say that the Washington football team wins a not great NFC East. Okay. But here's where the bold prediction takes on. I say they go to the playoffs and they knock off like a Green Bay or a Tampa Bay. They knock off a big dog heavyweight. Okay. Um, I'm not ma- saying they win. Magic gets his first Fitz win. Mag- There's something special about that dude. All he does is go out there and just sling the ball around and – they they have a legit defense. A, oh, they I don't want to crown them, but like they could their be the front best. Seven is nasty. Could be the best defense in football. Absolutely, at year's end. Yep. Um, yep. Chase Young, another guy who's super talented. Um, he just has to stay healthy yep. as well. You know, Montez he, Sweat on the other side. Yeah, he was kind of injured last year. Um, was it in the Browns game that he got injured, or did, did he play? I think he got it was the Browns, the Browns game. game. Yeah. Hurt in the Browns game, and then it lingered pretty like almost all year long, where he was in and out, in and out. Um, so if he can stay healthy, that defense is scary good. Yep, and they're um, offensively, there's talent. Yeah, Antonio Gibson is kind of turning into like a CMC type of a back, where they're just yep. like 
hey, we're going to try to get you a, a thousand and a thousand, yep. you know, type of a thing. Uh, Terry McLaurin's really good. Yep. Um, to be honest, probably one of the most surprising Ohio State Buckeyes for me personally. I, I, re- I can be honest. I really didn't think he was going to amount to a whole lot in the NFL. The guy's a stud. Yeah. I mean, clear number one wide receiver. Yep. Um, so I like it. Yeah. I, definitely got a good chance to win that division. The division's a toss up. <laughs> I, I think he went. They definitely think they can win the division. And I watched them give the Buccaneers all they could handle last year with a backup, with a backup quarterback. And yep. I mean, the backup quarterback was you awesome. Like, you like the backup. He I, was, I, you, he you was fun that. to watch. I almost feel like Heineke, he's got right? a shot to, mm-hmm. to kind of come in because I feel like Fitz, Fitzpatrick gets benched at some point every no year. Oh, I don't think he gets benched in that situation. You think? It depends getting, on, here's the thing. It just depends on it. He was playing really, really well last year. Yeah, but we've seen him do that throughout his career where he plays Tampa really well, really well yep. and then he starts to suck. He wasn't sucking last year, bro. They That was, hey, we got to figure out what we have going on here. Well, I know, but I'm saying if you out. look at his history, he never plays at a high level for long stretches. I'm saying he <laughs> makes the stretch one more year. <laughs> so, I mean, but I, I think it's a bold prediction that could definitely come to fruition. Yes. It's definitely not outside the realm of possibilities. I yes. could see this happening. Now, uh, in that division, I so I don't know why, but I do think the Cowboys are going to have a good year this year. Obviously, people have to stay healthy for all these things that we're talking about that happen, but another team that's loaded offensively. Yep. That's going to be a team that like the Washington football team has to just slow down. Yep. Because obviously they I I they're, they're, they got some talent on offense, but they're, they can't keep getting a scoring fest with the Cowboys, that type of stuff. All right. All right, so Blake, what do you got? Are we going to touch on yours real quick? Yeah, yeah, we'll go to mine. So I, I think, you know, Jacksonville's preseason, there's been a lot of hype, and all they've done in the preseason is play their starters every game, and nothing's gotten better. Like, Except for they look good against the Cowboys. Okay, so the Cowboys played no starters, no starters, (laughs) and you know there were some some people talking about that they thought the Jaguars finally looking good. No, the Cowboys played third string people. Um, I think that the Jaguars aren't going to want to wait because they know that Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent, and he's shown that you know even in glimpses in the preseason, even though he hasn't looked great at times, I just don't think that they want to waste time. I, I think Urban Myers hasn't done a great job so far proving that he's going to turn the franchise around. You know, they don't, I don't think that they can see it, you know, like, oh, it's right there, you know, everybody. And I just, I think that's my bold prediction. He could be gone. If they're sitting at like 0 and 6 or 0 and 7, I think you're going to start hearing whispers that there were people thinking he was going to win, not. 10 games. I'm not saying, but they thought he'd go out and win five, six games this year. I, I love urban Meyer, uh, obviously big Buckeye fan and all that stuff. Like, like we are, but he does not look like he knows what he's doing in the NFL. Yeah. Their play calling is not great. And I get that it's preseason and you know, you don't want to show stuff, but if you got your starters out there and you're trying to figure out what you got in some of these guys and try to get it going, they look. I mean, they just don't look like it's working. I I don't think he gets fired during the season, though. I think if if they go the whole season and it looks like a dumpster fire for the whole year, and 
then they go into the offseason, they've won like one or two games. One, I could see him getting fired then, or I could see health issues coming up and he steps away. Okay, I could see I could see that. You know, you know what I mean? Because it's happened before. Yes, yeah. I just don't know if I see... I Twice. don't think they'll fire him. <laughs> I think even though he hasn't done it in the NFL, he has earned the right for one full season. Well, and he's got this stigma too that he's kind of got to live up to. Okay, so if he comes out and he's... They went two games this year, you know, and something crazy. They and they only win two games, and he's got kind of this Chip Kelly, Nick Saban, like one of those college coaches that just couldn't cut it in the NFL. He'll be put, you know, right in that group. And maybe it's that he needed one more season or stuff. I just don't think Jacksonville wants to wait. Not with the talent that they got there right now. Um, and there's going to be other veteran coaches out there that are a little more proven that are going to be willing to come work with Trevor Lawrence. In the Travis Etienne, I would say that that injury might, you, he could kind of fall back and be like, oh, I lost my star running back. Well, you got James Robinson, who was a star, a star running, running back. <laughs> so we didn't really, I, to me personally, 100. me personally didn't see the Etienne pick coming at all for that nope. team. Well, and you didn't really see, I, he barely played at all in the preseason. He had like a couple carries total, but I didn't see star running back on no. the field. They I, said in practice he was uncoverable yeah, and stuff like that. I, I know. All those reports, and then it's like, well, here comes the game, and then it's, well, there's Robinson. There's Hyde. Right. Where's, where's ETN? Second stringers are in. Right. There's Hyde. Could've where's used ETN? Could have used a really, really good uh, offensive lineman. With that, with that pick, yes, yeah. they got He's some getting, wide receivers down there. They brought in um, Marvin, Marvin Jones. Jones, and you got DJ Chark, and then they got Chenault. the rook and Chenault yeah. from last year. So they got some weapons there. They cut Tim Tebow. They lost yeah. the star <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh, I just i I don't think he wants to be at the end of the year. If they waited till the end of the year, I don't think he wants to be sitting on one or two wins. Especially because I think that there was some thought that they were going to, you know, come not maybe compete to win that division, but they weren't going to, you know, Houston obviously is way down yeah, because of everything happened there. And then you got, okay, so Tennessee, and then you got in, an Indies, and they both. don't have a quarterback right now. Roster-wise, though, I think they could trot out me or you and probably still beat Jacksonville. Right, but I think that they <laughs> thought, uh, yeah, I thought that they thought they were going to be competitive in the division. At least give people starting. games. Yes, they were going to start to be, you know, that five, six win type of a team and be like, hey, we're right there turning the corner. That, that should, you know, even if you lose 12 or 10 games or whatever in those, even yeah, in you your lost losses, by you looked okay. And, yeah. And in your wins, like, he was like, oh, these guys can do something. I don't think he gets fired in the season, but does he only last one season? Awesome. I wouldn't be shocked. No. So. That brings us to my bold prediction. Yep, close us out with your uh, my bold prediction. Fun one is based on a recent trade. I say that at some point this season, Gardner Minshew's the starter in Philly. Okay, so th- I mean, this has been uh, you're not the only one. No, I'm know? reading an article right yeah. now that says you know they brought like it's not crazy to think that even if he doesn't replace him this year, Minshew will be the starter next year. So they didn't have to give anything really up. It was like what a fifth or a sixth. Six. It was a six-round six. pick, yep. unless uh, Minshew plays like fifty percent of the snaps in three games, more than fifty percent of the snaps in three games, or something crazy like that. Yeah, and then it's a fifth or something. Right? Yeah, then it's a fifth. So still nothing yeah. for a guy that could be your starting quarterback at some point in the season. 
Jalen Hurts, obviously I got to watch him at Oklahoma for a year. He's not a great thrower of the football. I mean, he was a throw for 150 yards, run for 150 yards type of a quarterback in college. He was that way at Alabama. So I don't know. Maybe his game's not going to translate to the NFL. Here's the thing. You got to be able to throw the ball well in the NFL as a quarterback unless you were Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And, and here's the Hertz can run and he can move, but nowhere near like Lamar. No. So Lamar gets away with being just okay at throwing because he's so dynamic running. Jalen Hurts is dynamic, but he's not, he's not anything that the league hasn't already seen. So, I, I think, yeah, I think you're going to see too many of those games where like Jalen Hurts is like nine of 18 for 101 yards. And yes. it, you know, that's the type of stat lines you're, he's not going to go out there and throw 25 of 30 for 304 touchdowns. That's just not, I don't think that's the quarterback he is. To put this in perspective, he played in four and a half games last year, averaged 70.7 yards per game, a 77 QB rating. Gardner Minshew, uh, for their career so far, has completed 62.9%, so 63% of his passes, 37 touchdowns and only 11 picks for a passer rating of 93.1. Fun stat of the day, Gardner Minshew has the highest passer rating of any quarterback drafted in the draft that he was picked in, including Kyler Murray. Wow. Well, he, that, that's, and that's the Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins draft, so <laughs> yes. the competition is fierce. <laughs> but, Kyler, but Kyler Murray is considered, you know, Top, uh, he's top 39 in uh, the yeah. top 100. Yeah. Elite. As comparison, Jalen Hurts, and I know it's small sample size, but was only 52% of his passes with six touchdowns and four interceptions and a passer rating of 77.6. Uh, and I think if you look that up, Jalen had like one really good game. That's 300 probably, yarder. Yeah, that's skewing the stats. He yes. did have the, the longest or deepest depth of target um, of any quarterback last year. So he was constantly throwing the ball downfield, which those completions are. And they brought in they brought in a wide receiver, right? They well, draft Devontae Smith. 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 So you know. So my thing with Blake's prediction though is that you said that if Gardner Minshew's not starting this year, he's starting next year. If Jalen Hurst doesn't pan out this year, that means Philly probably sucks, and they're drafting their quarterback next year. I don't think Gardner. I think that he was brought in to be a backup. I think Gardner Minshew can start in this league. He can't you, start uh, Blake, this league, Blake's always like Gardner. He liked I him last year. He completes 63% of his uh, passes. 37 touchdowns, only 11 picks. See, but what, what? A 93 passer rating. Why doesn't the guy get a shot? Why did Jacksonville? I, I don't understand why they traded him. They traded him because I, they know he's not, you're never going to play him over Trevor. I, but, but, I, but if Trevor gets hurt, you need okay. a competent backup. Yeah. And all you got was a six-round pick. Why give him up? Because I think, I think they, they got, know he's not a – they're not going to – I think they got rid of him knowing that if Trevor really struggled, that there was people going to be, be people, calling for him. people thinking, hey, maybe Trevor's not ready. Let's throw in Gardner. And, and then also and you it, have a QB contract. And the front office was like, we're not dealing with that. <laughs> like, we're shipping him out. We'll keep Jake Luton and whoever we are going to keep around down here. And I'm not saying that Gardner Minshew is a top five or ten quarterback in this league, but I think he can play. And to me, Jalen Hurst didn't show me anything last year to make me think he's a future franchise quarterback. So obviously the Eagles still have Joe Flacco. So you think maybe cut day, you know, you think he's gone? I think they'll keep three at first because like this article says, Minshew's behind. He's got a oh, he, system. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what you're getting. Flacco, Joe Flacco sucks. <laughs> 
He had one great year. I'll give you it know, to him. He had one, one great one year. Great, one great playoff run. run. He's got a ring. Yeah, one, one great, great playoff run. Yep. But he sucks. <laughs> and so you know, you know what you got there. You know what you got. And I, I mean, he averaged seventy yards passing a game last year. Yeah, I, I, I personally, I like Jalen Hurts. I hope that. No, you know, I think he's a good dude and he's a good leader. But at some point, you have to be good at playing football. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, he had more videos probably at Oklahoma of him lifting weights than throwing footballs. <laughs> so that's the you know that's the that's what you, the highlights you saw is how much he could you know squat or bench. It wasn't. And he looked. Hey, he's great. throwing dimes out there on the practice field. <laughs> he looked great for Lincoln Riley, but who doesn't? Yeah. You know, I mean, he's he's kind of a genius at that. So they're going to have that. Just so you know, maybe. That if the Eagles are really bad, Spencer Rattler might be the he's he's most likely going to be the number one pick next year in the draft. I've if he doesn't have a, I've watched him for a couple of years. Yeah, if he doesn't have a big injury, you know that somehow derails his season. I think he's or Joe Burrow comes out of the woodwork and has a yes phenomenal yes, season. Yeah. Yes, that he is on his way. That whoever's tanking and going zero and seventeen this year. I mean, Detroit, Houston. Houston <laughs> for sure. One more, one more point about Minshew. 400, 497 career rushing yards. Also, man, he runs the ball. So he runs legs. So he runs the ball. So he's at I least know. a threat to run the ball. I think you just liked his mystique and his look about him. I think I catch uh, your eye. I, I got cut up in Minshew. <laughs> the mustache. You like that Uncle one, Rico look? I'm a Minshew fan. He's funny. I think he he's good. Also. He played for Mike Leach, who I think is hilarious. Oh, I like Mike Leach. So I'm just I I've bought in, and like I said, I don't. He might not. He's not a top five quarterback. I'm not crazy, but I think he he's accurate. He gets rid of the ball. He doesn't turn it over, and he is at least a little bit of a threat to run. So I think if Jalen Hurts comes out and isn't good, he's going in. Or Jalen Hurts runs and gets hurt, and then he comes in and doesn't give it up. Yeah, gonna be interesting. Yep. So that's We're only one. what ten days away from the start of the season here, so it's going to be exciting. So that, that first game is going to be that's the first game is a lot of stars. Yep, a lot of stars in that game. I can't wait. Yeah, what I'm like Bart Scott. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> one of my favorites. One of my favorite NFL lines ever. Where's Sal Palantonio? Can't wait. <laughs> All right, so that's it, right? We're going to wrap it, this yeah. thing up. So those are our bold predictions league wide. Let us know what you think. Uh, and if you're a Minshew hater, save it. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> thanks for checking out another episode of the dogs. Uh, big thank you to everyone who stuck us through with us through a long off season. Only one more week until the Browns are back in action for real. We can't wait. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do next week. It's gonna be really boring for one more week. Well, we got to talk about the chiefs next week. Okay. So we'll, we'll bring you guys some pre, uh, some chiefs preview next week. Cause we've got a real football game in two weeks. I can't wait. Uh, let us know what you think about the Browns heading into week one on, and our uh, bull predictions. Let us know what you think about our league-wide bull predictions. Uh, to all you Dog Pack members, we'll see you over on the After Hours show. To everyone else, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and join the dogs.com. 